Today is Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Gaza hostage videos have been released. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. You can email us as well. Quick Start Podcast at CBN. Org. Joining me now, the triumvirate's back. Trey Gons Phillips, Billy Hallowell, getting through the news of the Cray on this hump day. What's up, gentlemen? How's it going? Gosh, I can't believe that all three of us are here. We're always know. You know, mixing and matching, <laughs> but here we are. I know. Let me tell you, working remotely without Wi-Fi for a couple days, um, <laughs> that makes it a little bit tricky. Yeah. So, but glad to have it back. Yeah, it's you and the walls and your couch, and yes. it's kind of like, all right, what well, do I mean, we do? <laughs> we could have taped the podcast live from Starbucks, but there would yeah. have been a little bit of noise in the background. Yeah. And then people speaking that weird language. Yes. Vente, all the nonsense that I'm not oh, into. Oh, I love that language. Oh. I love it. And just I'm say fluent. large. Just say large, please. <laughs> I don't get it, but. That's a grande. No, Venti's extra large. <laughs> We got a lot to get to on the podcast today. On the focus story, Billy Patricia Heaton's not staying silent on Israel. No, she's not. She, she's boldly speaking out. We'll get into what she had to say. And on the main thing, Trey, you caught up with uh, Hollywood star Dean Kane. What was going yeah. on there? Yeah, so we're going to talk to, to Dean Kane not only about fatherhood, but also about his faith and the role becoming a parent had in, in the deepening of his faith in God. So, yeah, it was an interesting conversation. All right, looking forward to that. We're also, of course, going to have the latest on what's going on in Israel. And we'll kick that off now as we get to the news here in 90 seconds. The first video of a hostage in Gaza was released yesterday and the White House National Security Council spokesperson, John Kirby, said there's no question in his mind that the female hostage was making statements under duress. The footage is of a 21-year-old French-Israeli woman named Mia, and according to a rough translation of the video, she was asking to be returned to her family as soon as possible. Uh, French President Emmanuel Macron has called for her release as well. Kirby said it's a propaganda video, much more than it's proof of life, certainly proof of concept for Hamas. It's despicable, deplorable that they would take these hostages and then advertise how well they're treating them when they are the ones who hurt them in the first place. Kirby reiterated a call for Hamas to immediately release all of its hostages estimated to include 199 Israelis and other foreign nationals. Representative Jim Jordan from Ohio failed to gain the House Speaker position after the first round of voting yesterday, losing 20 votes. He could only lose, uh, afford to lose four GOP votes, leaving much room for him to negotiate with uh, other GOP members to try to get them to change their votes. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more over at CBNnews.com. They're now talking. They're not sure if it's going to be a ground campaign. They're just saying they're going to go in and get Hamas leadership. And so there's talk now on what exactly that looks like. Of course, we will continue 
to update you as this story continues. Well, I don't know if you guys saw the hot, that hostage video, but it is, as Kirby said, it's despicable that they're trying to act like they're treating people well after they just went on this murderous rampage. Can you imagine how evil, but also how disconnected from reality you have to be to think that everyone else is so stupid that they're going to actually believe that what you're putting out there is anything other well, than propaganda? I, I agree with you, and the sane Americans around the country agree with you, Billy, but I've also seen the protests, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. There might be some people that fit the description you're talking about. I actually saw one where a guy was being interviewed like a man-on-the-street style at one of those Palestinian protests, uh, pro-Palestinian protests, and they said, well, what do you think about the killing of the innocent civilians and families? And the gentleman actually said... No, no, I thought it was just a, a military outpost that they took over. Some settlements that they, you know, military settlements that, that they're taking back. I, and I just. Goodness, put on a TV. I, that's, it's, and it's Hamas's own propaganda shows them taking hostages. Like, that's not Israel take, putting the videos out. Hamas did that. So this guy's getting Hamas's own propaganda wrong. So I agree with you. Normal, rational people wouldn't believe anything Hamas says, but it seems that there are some who are just all in on that, I guess. Well, I mean, I, you know, that some of it is because this is this is where my generation, I'm 31, this is where, I mean, some people older too, but um, definitely younger generations, they're getting their news from their favorite celebrity Instagram accounts. So th this is like where they're learning about this stuff. And yeah. I, I cannot fathom why anybody, like how can you make the case that Hamas is not, despicably evil like i i don't know how it's difficult i don't understand I, I completely understand people sympathizing with innocent palestinians right, i get that i obviously understand the the defending israel and jewish people who, who have, have of course been attacked i cannot fathom how anybody could logically make the case for hamas yet there are celebrities and even you know just regular social media anonymous people uh, making the case for Hamas and sadly people are eating it up. Yeah, they certainly are. And it's mind boggling really, but some people soften the ground. I mean, you have places like Black Lives Matter, a couple chapters there posted the pictures of the paragliders, which is now infamously how Hamas went over the border wall and then into these towns killing innocent civilians. And they're proudly posting this. It's shocking stuff really. And that's why we need people like actress Patricia Heaton, who are willing to take a stance. She took a bold stance on Israel. And what'd she say? Yeah. Well, you know, Satan's busy, guys. That's what's going on, too. We got to remember <laughs> yeah. this is a spiritual battle. It is. Uh, but what she said, what she said was uh, really, really interesting. She was among some of the boldest voices coming out of Hollywood and has continued to be over the past week and a half. Uh, really, let's just put out the first quote. She said, I stand with Israel. That was something she posted on Instagram almost immediately following the terror attack. Uh, she went on to basically speak out against the murder of women, children, babies, and the elderly, all the things we were seeing and hearing. She was out there talking about it. Um, and she even changed her Instagram and her ex profile photos to the Israeli flag, which I thought was was really powerful. She's kept them that uh, image up on both of those platforms. And she said some things about Hamas that I think are important. She said Hamas hates Palestinians. They only care about murdering Jews and they will kill their own people 
to accomplish it. Mm. And that sort of speaks to what we've been saying, which is that the Palestinian people, many of them are being used as human shields. They were trying to leave, and the reports were telling us that you know, Israel's saying, hey, an attack is coming, we're coming in, we're, they're dropping leaflets, letting them know, and Hamas is blocking roads and telling people not to believe it, right? Um, and so she spoke out about that um, and, and also put together an extensive list of charities that people could give to, those who wanted to help on the ground, um, help alleviate the suffering as a result of the crisis. She provided some options for people to give, uh, which was another step I, that I thought was pretty amazing to see a celebrity do. And she invoked the Holocaust too. What'd she say there? Yeah, she said something that I think was really convicting because it's so easy for us to look back and say, well, if I were in Germany, I would have you know, stood up for the Jews. I would have. But the reality is not everybody was. There weren't as many people standing up for the Jews back then, I, I think, as we see today even with this event um, going on. And she, she just sort of put out a video as part of her list of charities. And in it, she said, have you ever thought, gee, if I were a German during World War II, I hope I would be that person who would stand up for my Jewish neighbors. She went on to say, well, guess what? We have that opportunity today. Right now, the Jewish people are being slaughtered by terrorists as we speak. And again, it's, you know, relating that new information to old, thinking back to would I be that person? And you know what? We have a chance to be right now. So I thought that was a really stirring message to put out there. She encouraged everybody to get on social media, stand up for Israel. And so you couldn't get more bold, I think, um, uh, on that front. Yeah. And I think it's really true as well, what you're just going over there about, well, what would I do? And it's way easier said than done. All right. What uh, what else do you want to leave us with on this one, Billy? Yeah, I just think I think it's important that we, um, you know, that when when we look at celebrities and we look at people of note, you know, a lot of times we say oh, we don't want to hear political opinions. This is not a political opinion. This is an opinion about an issue that should be very black and white, and it has not been treated that way. And so I just want to you know commend those who have stood up. You know, Hollywood annoys us a lot of the times because of the positions they take on a lot of things. Um, but I think we have seen a lot of people really step up and say and do the right things here. And so I I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, appreciate you bringing that one to the podcast today. Billy, always good to hear perspective, especially somebody speaking out for the truth. All right. We're going to head to the main thing now. And Hollywood star Dean Cain has spent decades in the entertainment industry and is unabashed about his faith and conservative values. Well, Trey caught up with him about his Christian beliefs how fatherhood changed him, and his thoughts on the economy. That's today's main thing. Dean Kane, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk with us. How are you doing today? I can't complain at all. Quite happy. Thank you. Well, you know, every time I see you, I'm torn between thinking, am I talking to Superman or am I on the cast or on the set of God's Not Dead? I just don't. <laughs> vastly different characters. I know um, it depends, I guess, on your generation who who sees who sees who when they look at you. But um, truly, thank you so much for taking the time. You know, you recently got a lot of attention for deciding to leave Hollywood, uh, and you've been kind of a fixture, of course, in the entertainment industry. What was that like leaving Hollywood? You know, it was it was something I thought I would never do because I lived in I lived in Malibu, so Malibu is outside of Hollywood. It's a little small town of 13,000 or less, um, but you, you're close to Hollywood and you can get there. Obviously it's considered Hollywood because so many people are, are there and in the industry, but things were getting so crazy in California. My son had just graduated college. Uh, my parents had moved to Las Vegas a year and a half prior 
And I was just getting fed up with some of the policies, the tax policies, the business regulation policies, um, the, the soft on crime policies, the homeless policies that, that, that are not compassionate. They're the opposite of compassionate, in my view. Um, all these policies and all this big government was trying to make, just starting to make me crazy. The gas tax, the sales tax, the personal income tax, all these things. And my son listened to me uh, moan about them all the time. And uh, he was graduating from college. And, you know, even in Malibu, there's six restaurants. You know, mm-hmm. there's not a lot going on there. And he just goes, hey, Dad, I don't care if we live in Malibu. And I just was stunned. And then I literally started thinking about, well, I want to get out for so many reasons out of California. And, you know, even in California, you know, the currency is what movie you've been in lately. What kind of a movie star are you? Or There's a lot of that, you know, in Washington, D.C., the currency is, you know, how powerful a politician are you, you know? So in, in Hollywood and Malibu, that was the thing. I don't think my son liked that much either. And I just said, you know what? I've, I've been all over the world. Uh, I'm currently coming to you from my house in Spain. Um, so I was like, I don't think I need to live in Malibu. And I, and I happened to find an unbelievable home. Uh, for much, much less money, 10 times the house. And I said, let's give it a shot. And so um, I'm really happy to be out of California. I'm really happy to be out of Hollywood in that sense. You're also a person of faith. You believe in God. You're a Christian and and having to deal not only with some of the financial difficulties that come with living in Malibu or being in Hollywood, the cultural differences, the political differences. There's also the fact that you're you've been inundated in an industry that's really hostile and adversarial toward faith. Uh, what has that been like as someone who's a believer in the Lord, also navigating some of the, the complexities of Hollywood when it comes to that hostility? Uh, I I see it. I hear it. It never affects me. You know what I mean? I, I, I have my opinions um, and I'll happily co- have conversations with anybody. I'm open to have conversations. Um, you see a lot of debauchery in Hollywood. Um, you know, I've been debaucherous myself. I've done things that I'm not proud of. And, um, you know, I've asked forgiveness for those things and, um, I have mended my ways. And so there's just so many things uh, about being there that, I mean, you can, you can get along if I, you know, look at guys like Chris Pratt, there's plenty of people out there who are, are able to live uh, a very godly life and, 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 and still be able to be in that business. But having said that, I'm not unhappy being out of there. I mean, my, my son went to a, a private Christian school. You know, I was trying to instill those values early on in him. And um, there are those options out there. Uh, and people aren't, they're not um, against you in that sense. Kind of, you know, nah, that's not, uh, they don't like it so much. I'm happy, again, I'm happy to engage anybody. Let's go, let's have a conversation. Let's discuss what you think about this or that. And, um, and, and I was happy to do that, but you don't find a whole lot of that, certainly not openly in Hollywood. That's why I make all of these faith-based films that I make, um, because I want those messages out there. I make, you know, uh, well, God's not dead. I was the worst character of them all. Nothing redemptive about my character whatsoever. Um, <laughs> my, they were watching the movie. My son's school was watching the movie and all the kids know me anyway. They were watching the movie. And my son was young at the time. He was probably in seventh grade or something. I forget what it was, but, and they're watching the movie and the guy just goes, dude, your dad's a jerk. He's like, sure. Not a jerk. You know, cause I played such a jerk in that. Um, but uh, I think those movies are really important. And someone said to me earlier, you know, it's like those movies are not like the 
you know, the candy or a piece of sushi that you just ate that you'll forget about in five minutes, um, they stick with you uh, and they may affect someone's life and they might uh, um, speak to an experience somebody understands. And if that happens, then I've done the right thing by making that film. Yeah. You know, you've talked a lot to uh, in interviews even recently about fatherhood and having a son and that, that having uh, kind of changed your life and changed your perspective uh, on faith, on your career. Can you talk a little bit about, about that? When I saw my son was born and I saw it, well, that's something. Uh, <laughs> whoa, that miracle of life though. I mean, I, when he was born, I, he wasn't breathing at first. And there was that moment I watched him breathe, take that breath for the first time in life. And I, man, I can't explain that to anybody or anything. And that's one of those divine things you go, okay. Uh, and as I started to raise this kid and I knew he was more important in the world than me, um, I started to have to answer questions, you know, even to him. Uh, I remember when he learned that he was going to die someday and he couldn't sleep. His whole body started shaking. I had to take him outside and sit under the stars and have conversations with him. And that's another time I realized, you know, he needs to understand, um, he needs to understand faith and understand why we're here and have, and have that make sense to him. And he still struggles with that. Um, and that's a process and we all have our own process. I mean, you may grow up in a household that's full of Christian teachings and go to church every Sunday and still have those questions. And that's natural. I believe it's a natural thing and, and everybody's relationship with God is subjective. It's, 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 it's unique and the way they get there and the way they understand and uh, communicate with God is their own journey. So um, I'll just say that God and I have a lot more conversations now than we did when I was 25. And I want to turn a little bit, a bit of a bit of a sharp turn, because this is something uh, that you care about and something that you're talking about uh, more recently, which is financial stability. And I think that's something that in this world, and particularly in our current economy, yes, we need to have faith. Yes, we need to, to trust in the Lord, because uh, without that, none of this other stuff matters. Uh, but there's also an importance in being wise with our finances and wise in how we invest. And um, uh, something that you are, are speaking out about now is actually the Genesis Gold Group, something that you're a part of. Tell me how you got even connected with this with this gold investment organization. Well, one thing I'll say, first of all, is, you know, God is there for us to comfort us and care for us and all those wonderful things. But he doesn't, God doesn't tell you to be an idiot. You know what I mean? Things you got to do. What's going on? I've been vocal about this current administration and the things they've been doing and even government in general, just government, just bad, very poor stewards of money. You know, when the government's printing all this money, your money is becoming worth less. Well, inflation is a tax on everyone. Uh, I'm a Princeton grad. So I got some friends in the, in the wall street world, which I put a little bit in there. Um, I have a bunch of money in, um, in real estate. Uh, it's been very good to me and I diversify. And, and because of that, I work with Genesis gold group. I have, I have precious metals. It's, they have done extremely well. Uh, I love Genesis Gold Group. Obviously, the name Genesis has its biblical reference, and, and the people are of great faith. Dean Kane, I could honestly talk to you about all kinds of stuff from politics to faith to entertainment. We could go on and on forever, but thank you so much for taking some time. All right, Trey, thanks for that interview there. Appreciate it. That's going to leave us with time here on the podcast for one last thing. 
First John 4.1, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And I just thought of all the messages that we're taking in right now, all the things that we're hearing, um, not just spirits, but messages too, making sure that we understand the truth of what is actually being communicated and that we look deeper than what is on the surface, because we're, we're called to do that as believers. Yeah. And especially when it comes to Christianity too, we're hearing a lot of false doctrines out there right now, and you have to test it against scripture to find out if it's really uh, true or not. Yeah, that's why it's so important to be discerning, right? The Lord is never going to tell you to do anything that contradicts his word. So if he's, if he, I say in air quotes, is telling you to do something that uh, contradicts scripture, then he's not telling you to do that thing. Amen. All right. Good spot to leave it on the pod. Get over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective, as always. Lord willing, in that creek don't rise. We'll be back here tomorrow with more. God bless. Friday Junior's up next.